Hi everyone, welcome back to the Fight Club for our first episode of Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. As you may have seen on our Instagram, we have an educational campaign running through this month as we gear up for our newest collection dropping very soon. Today we are joined by one of our incredible ambassadors who will be featured on this upcoming collection as he has helped us design one of the hoodies. Please join us in welcoming Lucas to the Fight Club as he shares his story of moving from Brazil to Canada with dreams of pursuing a soccer career, dreams that abruptly changed when he was diagnosed with a brain tumor in 2015. Welcome, Lucas. You're listening to the Fight Club. We are very happy to be back for Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. This is our first episode of the month. And we are very excited to introduce Lucas, who is actually one of our childhood cancer ambassadors for our campaign that we'll be launching very soon. So without further ado, welcome, Lucas. Thank you, Louise, for the warm introduction. It's an honor to be here. Hi, Chloe, as well. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be a part of this. Looking forward to it. I think it would be great, Lucas, to start off if you could just tell us a bit about yourself, your journey with cancer, and why you are here on Fight Club today. Okay, cool. So my name is Lucas, like you guys heard. I'm originally from Brazil. I was born and raised in Brazil. I grew up there. Um, And then I moved to Canada around 14 years ago in search for a better life. I grew up playing soccer in Brazil. I played soccer here all my life until I was diagnosed with cancer, more specifically medulloblastoma, which is a brain tumor on the cerebellum, which is the back part of your brain. And I went through intense chemotherapy and radiation over the course of a year. And in terms of diagnosis, since I used to play soccer, every time I'd start running, my eyes would cross. And they would just be cross-eyed, basically. So every time I'd someone passed me the ball, I'd see a ball coming on the left, one in the middle and one on the right. And I wasn't sure which one was the actual ball type of thing. So it was very difficult. I thought it was my contact lenses. So I'd, I'd, I'd take a break during a practice, during a game, take them off, take a little rest. And then my eyes would go back to normal. And then that happened during February to May 2015. And then May 24th, 2015 was when I played my last soccer game. And it was the semifinals for the high school, high school city semifinals. In the first minute of the game, my eyes went cross-eyed and I was like, I can't take a break. I got to keep playing. So I actually put a piece of tissue on one eye and I put tape all over it. So I played with one eye and we eventually lost that game, unfortunately, but That was the last game I've played. And then from that, I had surgery on my head. It was just a biopsy to see if the tumor was cancerous or not. And then we started with chemotherapy and radiation. And that went on for 30 sessions of chemotherapy and radiation every single day for 30 days. And then I took a little break of like a month and a bit. And then I started a cycle of six months of chemotherapy. And I ended up finishing treatment on April 6, 2016. And I have been cancer-free for around six years now, seven. Yeah, and do the math right now. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That, that's what we like to hear. Such a insane story, but also I know super inspiring, specifically with your journey with soccer. I think that's like a common thread throughout your entire life that you've really stayed devoted and true to. So I would love for you to touch on a bit about obviously how you playing soccer wasn't possible anymore after 
cancer, but kind of how you've still taken an interest in soccer and how you made time for it in your life nowadays. Yeah. So after having treatment, I obviously lost a lot of weight and a majority of that was muscle mass. So I lost majority of my muscles, which I was in a wheelchair for around like four or five months. And I just had no strength, barely, I could barely even walk. So I lost a lot of speed, loss of my skills, a lot of literally everything related to soccer. So coming back to that was like, would be very hard. It is very hard and very demanding as well. So like while I stopped playing, all my friends and all my teammates kept going up. So I decided to, instead. so I, even though I couldn't play, I decided to stay in the field of soccer by becoming a manager or a student manager. And I did that on my high school soccer team, on the men's soccer team. I became a student manager and then eventually made my way up to the U of T, the University of Toronto's men's soccer team and became a student manager for that. And I just, it's just so much fun. I loved it. All these past three to four years have been amazing with the squad. It just gives me my hopes back that like I'm part of a team. I'm there for, for everything they need and I'm there to help them. And obviously hoping to get some wins and just be there with my teammates. So it was a great time with that. That's amazing. It's really nice to hear that you didn't let your experience and what most people would view as a roadblock to your passion stop you from continuing to pursue it I can imagine that it was very hard at the beginning having to be there and watch the field and watch the players watching something that you used to be able to do and that you love to do but the courage and dedication that you must have for the sport clearly shows so congratulations for being a part of it and every member of the team no matter if you're on the field or not is very important so Congratulations to you for that. Are you still on the team? Thank you, Chloe. So I graduated back in June. So I'm currently not on the team, but I am still looking to be a coach. So I'm probably going to start my career there. And then I'm I'm probably going to go back to UFT, but I'm not too sure. We'll see. Right. Okay, cool. So what is your kind of current life? So, day yeah, day? my current day-to-day life as of right now is more of a relaxing stage. <laughs> I just graduated from kinesiology at UFT back in June. And then I started working at SickKids as a summer job with cancer research as well. So it's kind of a full circle. I had cancer and I've been working with cancer research, trying to, you know, for the hopes of the cure to save little lives. So I've been doing that and that actually ended last Friday and last week was like my first week without having to stress about school starting again. So it's, it's been okay. It's been good, but I'm taking a year off to figure out what I want to do. I'm not too sure what I want to do. I'm just taking things day by day, just trying to, to relax a little bit and see what the future holds. Good for you. And you, you totally, you totally deserve that. I'm pretty crazy how how that came full circle that you ended up working at sick kids in cancer research and such a it's kind of like a nice a nice end to the journey yeah I think that like once I had cancer obviously it's it was part of me right it's something that's going to be a part of my life forever and the more I can do to help others I'm there like I'll do it so like just going to the hospital and just helping out and try to find what works, what treatments work and stuff like that. Just 
just brings a light to my day. So it feels good as well. So yeah. Absolutely. Well, another interesting point that I'd love for you to touch on, because it was also relevant to me during my own journey, but obviously you also had cancer as a teenager, as a young teenager. And I would love to hear from you what what you found to be the most challenging part of having cancer at that age, because I think that age is an extremely challenging age to begin with. And as I'm sure you know, and everyone knows that you're really struggling with your identity and figuring out who you are. And then when you're confronted with this big life altering, life threatening illness, a lot of challenges come alongside that. So I'd love to hear you speak to that point. Well, first of all, having cancer as a young teenager, obviously is very hard, especially because we haven't fully developed yet. We're still growing. So it affects us in every single way possible. And having my brain tumor, which is basically like the control center of your body. So it impacted my brain in many negative ways. But when I was diagnosed as a young teenager, you don't often learn those in like grade 10, what cancer is. So when I was diagnosed, I thought, if you have cancer, you die. I didn't know there was a possibility for treatment and all that kind of stuff. So I thought my life was going to be over. It was just a matter of time, which was very difficult for me. But as I was in the Atsa Kids, which is the best, one of the best hospitals in the world. So I'm thankful for everything they have done for me and saving my life. So it was very difficult. But yeah. How soon after your move to Canada were you diagnosed? So I came to Canada in 2008 eight and I was diagnosed in 2015 so seven years later which is not long especially in those years where you're still trying to figure out who you are and you're going to a new school and already it's overwhelming to begin with and then all of a sudden it's just a completely different like exactly all of a sudden you're you're unknown to so much more and like now you're having to learn what the cancer world means yeah what that entails and I imagine for your parents as well that must have been oh crazy journey very true so especially just because I came from Canada I didn't know English and I had to go through that entire process first and then right when I started high school in the second year so it was in grade 10 that I got sick so during treatment I had to lose a full year of school just to have treatment so I saw all my buddies go to grade 12 while I was having treatment and then I came back to school they were all like you know a year above me and I had to go a year behind and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't really have many friends, just the, the guys on the soccer team that I'm super grateful for. I, I used to be very shy, much better now. But yeah, it was, it was a very difficult time, especially because everyone in the school like knew that I, I, was, I was sick for for some time. And then coming back, people I think people were like, I don't really want to, you know, be like touch the subject to him that kind of stuff so it was it was very difficult especially just because all my buddies went a year above and then I was a year behind and I had to go through all of that yeah well now you know that you are equipped for any form of adapting that you need to do you're an expert now (laughs) so on a more positive note instead of focusing on the challenges what is one thing or one takeaway from your journey with cancer that you often think of or that often comes to the front of your mind when you're deciding on your career path and what you want to do next? Yeah, so I'm a big believer of everything happens for a reason. I don't know if it was 
that for me to have cancer instead of other people, or I was sent to Canada to have treatment here instead of Brazil or anything like that. But uh, I just tell people that no matter how difficult things are, it's just a matter of time until they get better. And even though they may be challenging, like don't let the mountains and the challenges block your view. Once you get up there, it will be worth it and everything gets better. Just It's just a matter of time. So yeah, after like... As a soccer player, everyone wants to become a professional. So those dreams were cut off very early. So I obviously had to to change my life around that and and see. But I'm actually thinking, I'm not too sure yet what I want to do, but possibilities are doing physiotherapy just because I like taking care of people and being around sports. And then also cancer research, just because cancer is a big part of my life. And obviously I want to to help improve treatment and help cancer patients. And then I also thought about teaching just because I, I love little children. So I'd like to help them out in any way that I can. But those are currently the three options right now. I'm open to, to finding new stuff out, but I'm not too sure yet. But yeah. But those all sound like amazing options for you. And I feel like you would be very good in helping athletes face any kind of diversity. You've clearly got the skills. So I wish you all the best in whichever field you choose. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you. We kind of like to close off every episode of the podcast by reminding our guests of like the Goodhood Club's motto, which is you're stronger than you think. And that can mean so many different things to so many different people. But it's commonality is about the fact that we all have this inner strength to persevere and the courage to fight battles like cancer. And I was just wondering how this statement might resonate with you or if it provokes any thoughts about your journey or your life now and how you kind of connect with that statement. Yeah, so you're stronger than you think. So I think that like, obviously, when I was told I I had cancer, I mean, I was going to get treatment, I didn't think I was going to be able to, especially just because I was 15 years old. But even though I kept my head up, I maintained positivity and always with a smile on my face, even though the rough times that I was going through, I was able to do it. I stayed positive. I took things day by day. And then within two weeks of treatment, my tumor was already gone. But then I had to, all the months of treatment had to to still occur just for procedure. But I think that like, you don't really know how strong you are until you're actually tested. And I think cancer was my first test and I was able to do it. Yeah, I lost a lot of weight, a lot of muscle mass. I went down to like 40, 45 kilos. That's like less than 100 pounds. So and I've been gaining my weight back, I've been going to the gym, I've been recovering slowly. And obviously, it takes time, but it will happen. Like I said, it's just just a matter of time. And you should remain positive, stay strong. And obviously, keep a smile on your face, because you don't want to be be sad in front of like your parents or your family, because you need to stay strong the most to keep them strong. So I think that being strong is just like the biggest thing of, of, of all, just, just remain there and everything will, will get better. I think those are perfect, perfect life lessons and takeaways really well said. And everything you said resonates so much. I think with me for sure. And definitely with Chloe, you're very well-spoken and you have a really great outlook on life. And I have no doubt that, that, 
you're going far. So thank you so much for taking the time to share everything with us. And we're super excited about having you join our September Childhood Cancer Awareness Month campaign. I'm very excited myself just to this new chapter of life and another cancer community into my life. And I'm so grateful you guys have considered me to join the Good Hook Club. And I thank you very much, both of you. Oh, thank you. And also, I don't know if you have like an Instagram account that you would let people message you on or something. Yeah, of course. Just uh, someone resonates. Yeah, if anybody wants to reach out to me, feel free to, to send me a message and follow me on Instagram. I actually message and talk to people back in Brazil who actually have cancer. I help those people out. I send them support videos and stuff like that. So don't hesitate to, to send me a message. I'm very open, very kind. So please don't hesitate. That is so amazing. Well, thank you so much, Lucas. It was such an honor to have you as a guest on the Fight Club today and an ambassador for our Childhood Cancer Awareness Month collection, which will be out soon. And yes, thank you. We'll have a lot more coming from Lucas with our collection drop. So stay tuned and we will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Eloise and Chloe for for everything and for including me. I'm very excited for this. Thank you. Thank you. We could not have asked for a better way to help kick off Childhood Cancer Awareness Month than by sharing Lucas's incredible story. Lucas is a true hero and embodies the courage, strength, and perseverance that we strive for. We are so lucky to call Lucas a member of the Goodhood Club. Please be on the lookout for an exciting new drop featuring a collaboration with Lucas coming soon to our website.